Welcome everyone to Kingdom Rock Radio. We pray that you will enjoy today's message. Now here's a sample of what you'll be hearing today. And that's how it is with us sometimes. You can have, there can be thoughts that have been with you for so long that you don't, you, God wants you to be free, but you've been thinking one way for so long that you can't, you feel like you can't pull it out. But you have the power within you because God is with you to yank it right out just like that elephant. But because of your thinking, you've been trapped in a certain place for a long time. Kingdom Rock Radio is an outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center located right here in Bremen, Georgia. You can connect with us at our website at www.kingdomrock.org. And now, here is today's message. And so this morning, uh, I want us to look at scripture from the book of Philippians chapter 4, starting with verse 8 and verse 9. This is in the New Living Translation this morning. And so this morning, um, the word here says, And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. This is Paul speaking. He said, fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. He said, think about these things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me. Everything you heard from me and saw me doing, then the God of peace will be with you. And so today I want to talk to you from the subject, fix your thoughts, fix your thoughts. Everybody say, fix your thoughts. Amen. You know, our thoughts are a very peculiar subject. It's a very peculiar subject. And do you know that, did you know that psychologists say that we have 6,000 thoughts per day. Did you know that? 6,000 thoughts per day. So think about it. If you're thinking about 6,000 things every day, how many of those thoughts are good thoughts? Or, or, or how many of them are negative thoughts? So thoughts are very, very powerful. We have 6,000 thoughts per day. And now this message that I'm sharing with you today, it, it has a double meaning. It has a double meaning. Today, I'm challenging you you on one hand to fix your thoughts. In other words, establish them. Establish your thoughts. But on the other hand, I'm saying to you, fix your thoughts. Our thinking needs to be repaired because we haven't been thinking the way we need to, some of us. Some of our thinking has been broken for a long time. This is why we're unable to hold on to anything. You wonder sometimes, why am I not able to hold on to things? I start things, but I can't hold on to it. I, you know, there are goals that I've been trying to reach, but it seems like I can't reach my goals. Well, everything starts with your thinking. Everything. I believe throughout history, we have really, you know, as, as a people, we have really underestimated the power of our thoughts. But thoughts are powerful. You know, you know, um, I remember hearing the story about this, about how they train elephants when they're when they're young, when elephants are babies and they're really, really young in the circus. 
they tie a chain around their leg. They put a chain around their leg. And what they do is they have the elephant go in a circle because they're training him so that when, he, when they're in the circus, they can obey what that trainer is saying. So they put that chain around their leg and they put the peg in the ground. And the elephant, when he's young, he's unable to pull the peg out of the ground because he's too, he's too small. So he goes around in that circle and he learns how to walk in that circle and stay in place because of that chain around his ankle and the peg in the ground. But they do that for so long that when the elephant gets two tons or three tons of his full grown size, when he when he's he has a, he still has the peg around his leg, he will not try and pull the peg out because he, his memory has told him from all that time that he's not strong enough to put it out because his thoughts have trained him that this peg is around my leg and I can't pull it out. Even though he could yank it out very easily, he won't try because all of that time his thoughts have been trained to think I can't pull it out. And that's how it is with us sometimes. You can have, there can be thoughts that have been with you for so long that you don't, you, God wants you to be free, but you've been thinking one way for so long that you can't, you feel like you can't pull it out. But you have the power within you because God is with you to yank it right out just like that elephant. But because of your thinking, you've been trapped in a certain place for a long time. Paul tells the Philippian church to fix their thoughts on a certain set of things. He said this. He said, what is true, what is honorable, what is right, pure, lovely, and admirable. Think about these things that are excellent and worthy of praise. So why is it so important to fix our thoughts and to think this way? Well, it is because he knew that our thoughts were very powerful. So go to the direction of your thoughts, so goes your life. The Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So however you think, that's the way that your life is going to go. Right now, where we are right now, we are, we are here because of the thoughts that were programmed in our mind. Wherever you are in your life right now is a result of the thoughts that you've been thinking your entire life. And even the decisions that you made. You made certain decisions because of the thoughts. See, everything you do, you have to think about it first. You got to think, okay, what do I want to do? You begin to think about it and you think about it and then you decide, okay, this is what I'm going to do. So you, everything you do in life, before you do it, you're going to think about it. And so thoughts are very powerful. But some may doubt how powerful our thoughts are. So let's see what the word of God says about it. In Romans chapter 12 and verse 2, this is what it says. And be not conformed to this world, but be you trans, be ye transformed by the renewing of your what? Mind that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. See, the thing about it is the world wants you to conform to the way they think. The world is always putting programming out. You know, every, the shows that we watch on TV, the things that we hear on the radio, all these different things. The world is trying to conform you to think like they think. They're trying to get us to just break down and say, OK, let me just be comfortable and just slide on into this any kind of way of living. But the Lord says in this in the, here in the scripture, he says, but be transformed 
by what the renewing of your what your mind your thoughts God wants us to be transformed in our minds because if we don't if we're not transformed um, Pastor Shroud said this last week he said our spirit is already new and it's already brand new but our soul is catching up to our spirit so how can the soul catch up with the spirit? Well, it's because when we begin to study the word of God, when we begin to meditate on the word of God, then our soul begins to be transformed. So we have to be transformed by the renewing of our minds so that what? So that we may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So that when you begin to transform your thoughts, then you'll understand the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. That's why it's important to fix your thoughts. And then, you know, um, you know, here in Isaiah in chapter 55, verses 89, it says this. Because, see, this, this is the thing. We don't always think like God thinks. You know, and this is what he says in, in Isaiah 55. He says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are my ways your ways. He said, for as high as, as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. So we have to get the, the mind of God because, you know, we, we, we can come up with all kinds of stuff. You know, we think all kinds of things, you know, it's all, you know, during the day and during the week, all kinds of crazy thoughts run through your head. Especially when you see stuff going on, you know, you might be riding down somewhere and somebody cuts you off. And your thought is to, you know, let them know that they're number one. <laughs> That's your thought. You're number one. No, you're number one. <laughs> but God's thought is don't even pay any attention to that. Just keep on going your way. You know, we know because we, you know, some of us have real bad road rage. You know what I'm saying? But his thoughts are not our thoughts. You know, there's certain things that happen in life. You know, you might be on your job and somebody may be bothering you. And your thought is, I'm about to cuss them out. But that's not how God thinks. God says, my ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. As high as the heaven is from the earth, that's how different we think. We're not thinking the same. So God wants us to fix our thoughts to think like he thinks. You understand? So he and so the thing uh, in Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11, this is what the Lord, the word says. He says, for I know the thoughts. God says, I know the thoughts that I think towards you, said the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not evil to give you an expected end. So many times the enemy tries to make us feel condemned and make us feel like we're not worthy because we make mistakes or because we mess up. But God says, listen, my thoughts of you are not evil. He says, my thoughts of you are to, to give you peace and not evil, to give you an expected end. Do you understand today that God wants to give you an expected end? He wants to give you what you expect. God is thinking, listen, isn't it a blessing to know that God is sitting up there saying, I'm thinking, I'm thinking about you. I don't care if none of y'all ain't thinking about me. The Lord is thinking about me. He said, I'm thinking about you. If nobody else is thinking about you, Jesus is always thinking about you. And he says, I'm not thinking evil of you. You know, we just feel condemned sometimes because we think I messed up or I went and, went and did this. And now God is thinking bad of me. No, he's not. God says, my thoughts are not your thoughts. He says, I'm thinking peace. 
I have thoughts of peace for you. God wants peace. He wants you to have peace in your life. You know, I, I hate drama. You know what I'm saying? I don't even like being around drama people. You know, you know how you be around people like, girl, you know what you girl? You know, no, I, you better get out of my face and I, I, uh-uh, I'm gone the other way. You know what I'm saying? I like to be around peaceful people that's just, you know what I'm saying? We just, we chilling, everything is cool, we doing, we having a good time, we relaxing, you know, we at the barbecue, you know, everything is good, you know what I'm saying? Not just around drama, I need peace. I need peace. I want peace in my life. I want peace all around me. I don't want negativity all around me. You gotta be careful who you hang around. You can't be around negative people because guess what? They're gonna be giving you thoughts of drama, thoughts of the girl, yeah, you know what, yeah, she thinks she got these, you know, you know, you know those kind of people, they always talking about something, you know, and you're like, man, I just don't want to hear that, you know, I don't want to hear that today, every time you see them at work, they coming towards you, you're like, why are they coming to talk to me, you know, and then they just coming with stuff, you like, mm-hmm, yeah, and you just sit there and smile, that Christian smile, mm, yeah, okay, <laughs> knowing you could just be like, why are you so negative? No, we don't need to be around drama people because with, God says, I got, I got thoughts of peace with you. And I want to give you an expected end. If you don't take nothing else away today, know that God wants to give you an expected end. He wants to give you what you expect. What you expect. What are you expecting from God? What's your dreams? What's your goals? God says, I want to give you an expected end. I want to fulfill that dream in your life. But see, we can't just sit around and wait for God to do it either. See, that's one of the things that, we, that the, the church has done, and I'm sorry to say it many times, is that I'm not talking about this church. I'm just saying church in general, just to make people think that this is some kind of like magic fairy tale. You know, name it and claim it, and it's just going to come. You know what I'm saying? God, you're going to give me this. You're going to give me that. You know, it's like, well, you better get your stuff together. You know what I'm saying? If you want a house, you got to get your credit together. God going to bless me with a house in Jesus' name. Yeah, he will bless you with a house, but go get your credit together. Get your credit score together. You know what I'm saying? You know, we listen, I'm telling y'all from experience, when we first got saved, we was naming and claiming. You know what I'm saying? We going to the car dealership, we going to get us a car in Jesus' name. And then Ralph came and said, uh, your credit is, uh... <laughs> Ralph said, well, you know, uh, you might have to put down a big down payment. Uh, well, we might not be able to give you the expedition. We will give you the uh, Corolla, <laughs> and it's used with 113,000 miles on it. Whatever. You understand? So I'm just telling you. You know what I'm saying? Show me. Give, I, you know, like the, the word says, faith without works is what? It's dead. You know, you know, he said, show me, he said, you, I'll show you my, you show me your faith and I'll show you my works with my faith. Having faith without works is just like a bird with one wing. He can't fly. He just going to be going like this around, going in circles, going in circles, flapping, flapping, not going. You just like that bird. You got faith, 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 faith. You faithing all the way. <laughs> and God is saying, no, no, no. I need your works with your faith. I need you to put those things together so now you can soar. You understand? So he wants to fix your thoughts to think differently. We got to start thinking differently. See, before you can get to another level, you got to think to another level. And that's the problem. We, we want to get there. We, want, we, we know what the goal is, but you're not going to get there if you don't start thinking first. 
You got to start thinking. You got to start putting things in your. See, you got to read. You know, you got to read. You got to get some information. You can't just uh, think that you're going to get there and you don't have any information. So the more information you get, the more understanding you will have. What? That's what the Bible says. And all you're getting, get what? Understanding. So you need understanding. You need wisdom. You need knowledge. Those are the three things. Wisdom is the application of it. See, a lot of people get, get, uh, they get knowledge and they get understanding, but they never, they never apply it. So it, it never becomes wisdom for them. So those are the three things that you get. You, you know, you get the knowledge, then you get understanding. You understand what you're receiving, and then you get wisdom. You put it into action. Amen? Amen. Then let's look at uh, uh, scripture from Second Corinthians 10.5. This is what it says here. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. I want to show you how powerful thoughts are. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every what? Thought to the obedience of Christ. This is how the enemy fights against us. See, everybody thinks that we're looking for, the, for that, you know, for the devil to come walking in some, you know, with some horns on his head. No, 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 no. The devil is coming to your thought life. That's why it says uh, we, for, we, for, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. We need spiritual weapons to fight a spiritual battle because the devil, the main place that he's going to work on you in is in your mind. He's going to come to that mind and try to put thoughts in there to get you off track. You know, he's going to attack you with different thoughts every day. You know, I remember my mom telling me <laughs> that when my brother was, uh, you know, you know, my brother was at home, you know, he was living at home with her and stuff. And she said that uh, at the time, and I'm just, just saying this, she said that at the time they had to, you know, some stuff was going on with the, with the uh, water, where the water wasn't hot. So they had to boil water in the morning, and my brother would sleep on the sofa. And she said that she would be walking by him while he was asleep with the water, and then she said she had to heard the thought, throw the water on him. <laughs> this she told this story. Now the thing was, there was a she, we, she had one of her friends stand with her at the time, and the friend said that when she was walking by with the water, she heard the same thing, the water on him. Because the devil will try to plant thoughts in your head. And see, people don't believe in, the, in, the, in that spiritual realm. This is what this is talking about. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God. To the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, all, all kinds of imagination. Your imagination can get you into all kinds of stuff, all kinds of wild stuff going on. Imagination takes you, and man, it's good if you're using it for the right thing. But imagination can take you off into the craziest stuff in the world. Some people are out there right now. There, your imagination got you off in some crazy places. But God says, "Listen," He says, "He says I got some weapons for you that I want you to use." He says, "These weapons." He said, "Every high thing that exhausts itself against the knowledge of God." He said, "You can bring into captivity every thought." So, with the weapons that God has given you. We can bring all those crazy negative thoughts into the captivity under the obedience of Christ. So that's that's the, one of the ways that God gives us the thoughts to use. And then in James chapter one and verse five and eight in the King James Version, it says this. If any of you lack wisdom, 
let him ask of God that give it to all men. When he says all men, women too, liberally and upbraid if not. And it shall be given, uh, shall be given him. But let him not, let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like the wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. Let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. Double-minded, your thinking. One day you are do, you're thinking this and you're doing this. You want to do, you want to live for God. The next day you want to go out and you want to do this. Another day you over here and you're like, God, I love you. The next day you're over here and you're like, well, Lord, you ain't thinking. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you back and forth. So you're unstable. So then just because you're, you're when you're double-minded, now it, it runs into all parts of your life. And all of your life can be out of order because of your thoughts, because of your thinking. You're, you're double-minded in your thoughts. You're, you're not solid. You know, when the, to, to, you know, you have to be, you got to be solid in what you're thinking and how you're thinking every day. Look, I'm just going to, I'm going to stick to this. It's hard, but I'm going to, I'm going to stick to it. I know that God is walking with me. And as long as God is walking with me, I can make it. The Bible says I can do all things through Christ. In Philippians, that same chapter, first, uh, chapter four and verse 13, it says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So we have to be solid in our thinking because if we're not, then it spreads into all parts of our life. And see, we're, we're, and then what does it say there? The, the key thing it says there is that let not that man or that woman think that she's going to receive anything from the Lord. You can't get anything when you're double-minded. And we all have goals and things that we're trying to reach, but when we're double-minded, then the Bible says we're unstable in all of our ways. And let not that man or woman think that they shall receive anything from the Lord. And then here in Proverbs chapter 23, and I talked about this earlier, it says, For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, saith he to thee, but his heart is not with thee. And it's talking about how when you sit down with someone and, and you know, there's supposed to be somebody that's a friend to you. And then they and then, you know, they, they offer you things and they say, hey, I want to give you this and I want to give you that. But they're but they're but they're not with you. His heart is not with you. They're not for you. So you have to be careful who you sit down with, because how they think is how they really feel. They may be telling you one thing. There's some people around you that may say one thing that, with their mouth, but it doesn't matter what they say. It's what they're thinking. As, he, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So you got to know what he's thinking. And you know, the, you know uh, there's a saying that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. So whatever, if, you, if you're around people and you listen long enough, you'll hear what's in their heart. See, sometimes we don't listen to people long enough. But if you really want to know what's in somebody's heart, just listen to them. And then you'll finally hear what they're really thinking and what's really going on with them. And then in uh, the book of Matthew, chapter 6, verse, there, there are some things that God doesn't want us to think about. And I heard Caleb in his prayer say something about this, this morning. It's Matthew, chapter 6, verse 31. It says, starting verse 31, it says, Therefore, take no thought, saying, What shall we eat? What shall we drink? Where, wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that you have need of all these things, but seek ye first the kingdom of God 
and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Therefore, take no thought for tomorrow, for tomorrow shall take the thought of the, for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. So he, so he doesn't want us to think about how you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, how you sh shall be clothed. None of those things. God says, these are the things I don't want you to think about. You don't have to think about that stuff. You don't have to even, you know, I, my mom, uh, we, we had a home going service with my cousin yesterday. My mom sang the song, his eyes on the sparrow. So I know he watches over me. If he'll take care of a little bird and the birds out here, don't you know he's going to take care of you? So you don't have to take no thought. He says, I will look after the birds. The birds wake up in the morning. They're, they're not sitting around in the tree saying, oh, we're going to eat today. The birds, just, you know, they look down there. Then you see them flying to the ground, getting food. And, and so God provides for them. So if he provides for the sparrow, don't you know he's going to take care of you? He's going to look after you. And then in Colossians verse 1 and verse 21, it says, this includes you who were once far away from God. You were his enemies separated from him by your evil thoughts. See, your thoughts can separate you from God. You were once separated, but now we've been justified. Now we've been, you know, God has brought us into the kingdom. And so, but at one point in time, it was just your thoughts. That's how powerful your thoughts are. Our thoughts separated us from God. But now we're saved. God has brought us into the kingdom, and now we're a part of the kingdom. And so we can rejoice in that fact that our thoughts no longer separate us from God. But this is what this is. Uh, on the other hand, this is what he said again. He said, fix your thoughts. Another word for fix is set. When you put a diamond in, in place on a ring, it's firmly set on that ring. When, a, when that diamond, uh, the person that, you know, the jeweler takes that diamond, he puts it on into that ring and he sets it. So God wants us, our thoughts to be set in a ring, set, you know, in, in, in him. You know what I'm saying? Just like that diamond is set on that ring, he wants our thoughts to be set the same way. So that word fix means set, and God wants us to be set. So fix your thoughts so that your life will change and God and take you in the direction that God has ordained for you. He wants you to have fixed thoughts. It's just like, uh, you know, when you have bad thoughts or just like uh, your email, when you have a whole bunch of spam, stuff that you don't want, just, that's what bad thoughts are like. You don't have to, you have to go in and delete old stuff that you don't need and keep the things that you do need. So just these thoughts are just like emails. You got to decide, okay, what stuff do I do I need and what stuff do, don't I need? So I got to go in and mark everything that's spam. You know how it is. You know, you got to go over there and click that little button and click all the stuff and say, this is spam. I don't want this stuff in my life anymore. So let me just go ahead and click everything that's spam. And this is what I, uh, I had an acronym for spam, S-P-A-M. So the number one, the first part of spam is sin thinking. I got to get rid of all that sin thinking. That's spam to me, you know. And then the second thing is poverty thinking. Listen, poverty is not a, a place. Poverty is a state of mind. There are people out here who, who, who you know, like uh, who, who might have said you where they say who grow, who grew up in the in the in the hood or whatever. But you know what? That doesn't mean that that's who they are. They're, they they still successful. You know what I'm saying? There are some very successful people that came from what they call the hood. And I heard one person say last week that 
where hood came from is when they removed neighbor from neighborhood. And that's how the hood became the hood, because they, they took the neighbor out. You know, you, you, you used to be able to just talk to your neighbor, and, and your neighbors were cool and all this kind of stuff. But when they took the neighbor out, now it's just the hood. You know what I'm saying? So poverty, <laughs> poverty is, a, you know, is the P. We got to get rid of poverty thinking. And then number three, attitude thinking, bad attitudes. See, bad attitudes can ruin your life. So we got to get rid of bad attitudes. You know, you, you ever been around somebody, they just got a bad attitude all the time? Everything is negative. You know how those people are. I'm like, man, they just, God dang. So we, we, we and sometimes it's us, you know, when we don't get our way. You know, if I don't get my way sometimes, I might have a bad attitude. My wife said, you need to get rid of that attitude. You need to get on out of here with that. You know what I'm saying? And you know, and I know she's right, but you know, when your spouse tells you stuff, you don't really want to hear it. You know, they be trying to correct you, be like, whatever, you know, but you know they right. You just have to come back later on and say, I'm sorry, you was right, you know. And then the last thing is the mal, uh, malware thinking. Malware in a computer is like viruses is designed to, inter to disrupt your computer. And, and the enemy will try to come and put malware thinking in your life to disrupt your life to try to take you off course, to try to get you to give up, to try to get you to give in. It's spam. But God doesn't want you to, uh, he doesn't want us to be able to, see, they have virus protection. See, we, see even, even in the computer, when they have that malware that comes up, we got, you, they have virus protection for your computer. And we have virus protection. We got Jesus. He's our protection. He's the one that is able to get all those viruses out of us. That, that have inter, that's disrupted our life so that we can be on track. So that's spam thinking, spam, sin thinking, poverty thinking, ad, bad attitude, and malware. But again, Paul said to think on these things. He says, the first thing he says to think on is what's honorable. honorable. And I looked up each one of these words so that we could have a real good understanding. Honorable means having principles being truthful, and having distinction in your life. He wants you to have principled thinking. He wants you to have truthful thinking, and he wants you to have, he wants you to be a person of distinction, to be distinct. And then he said, uh, think on the things that are right. The word right means to be justified and morally good. So God wants us, wants us to think about being justified. We've been justified. And morally good, that's what the word right means. And then he said, think on these things that are pure. Things that are pure says not mixed with anything. God doesn't want us to be mixed with anything, to be polluted. He doesn't want our thinking to be polluted. So he doesn't want our thinking to be mixed with anything else. But he wants us to be pure in our thinking. And then he said, lovely. Lovely means to be graceful and have a beautiful character. So God wants your thinking, in your thinking, he wants it to be graceful. He wants you to show grace toward other people. He wants you to even give yourself grace and then have beautiful character. There's nothing like having a beautiful character. And then he said admirable. Admirable is, means having high esteem and respect. So you're a person that had that when people look at you, they say that's a person of high esteem and respect. I have a lot of respect for that person. 
and their thinking is that way. And then he said, excellence. And the definition that, 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 that uh, I saw for excellence that really stood out to me, it says first class. He says, I want your thinking to be first class. I want you to be a first class person. You know how it is when you get on, a, if any have been, anybody ever been on a plane before, when you go by first class, then I, I, I haven't rode in first class yet, but <laughs> I've seen it though. <laughs> when you walk by, I'm like, dang, they got a lot of leg room. <laughs> You know, them people be on there be like, oh. you know, they be stretched out, you know, laid back and everything and their legs. I say, when you get to the like, you know, whatever, second class or whatever it is, you know, you, you know, like this. And then there be people beside you and it's, it's tight, you know, but you like, hey, I'm on a plane. So whatever. But you know what I'm saying? At least I'm on a plane. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, you know, but first class, I want to go first class one day. You know what I'm saying? But they, have, they, you know, they come up there to the people in first class and be like, sir, you need anything? Where do you want? You know, you back there with the other people, they just coach. <laughs> exactly. When you back there and coach, they just, just come back and give you some peanuts and a drink. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to drink this. Where we going? We was on a six-hour flight to Hawaii. And they gave us some peanuts. <laughs> we was hungry. <laughs> anyway, here you would you like peanuts or cookies? They gave us these crackers, them little Delta crackers. Them crackers, they good now, but that's what they give you. You know, you come on there, you in coach, like Ken said. You know, them first class people, they, they, they come up, and when they come up, they have that little curtain and stuff. They're like, oh, you don't want you to see what they eating. <laughs> So they close the curtain, you know, and they up. You can smell something like, dang, they must be eating good up there, you know. But it costs, you know. So you do what you got to do. But he wants, uh, he wants us to be first class in our thinking. And then the last thing he said is that be worthy of praise. So what that means is your life has God's approval on it. When God looks at you, He says you're worthy of praise. My approval is on your life. My approval is on everything that you do. I love you. I, have, I want the best for you. It's worthy of praise. That's what he said. He said, think on these things that are worthy of praise. The things that we think about are worthy of praise. And that's what God wants us to do is to change our thinking, fix our thoughts, fix those bad thoughts, and then set your mind, set your thoughts on these things, things that are lovely, things that are, that are right, that are pure, that are honorable, that are admirable, that are excellent and worthy of praise. He says, if, he said, what I want you to do is think on all these things. And this is, this is the promise that he gave us. He said this. He said, when you do, he said that keep, he said, keep putting into practice all you have learned and received from me everything you heard from me and saw me doing. He said, then the God of peace will be with you. And if nothing else it, that happens from, what, from us having change in our thinking or fixing our thoughts, the God of peace will be with you. He's going to be with you every day. That's, when I wake up every day to, to go on my journey, to do what I do, go to work, or whatever it is I'm doing that day, the one thing that I count on is that God of peace being with me. And I know if God is with me, I'm going to be okay. I'm a, I'm, I'll be, a, no matter what happens, I will be all right. I know what it is not to have God in your life. 
I know I've been on the other side. You know, I have not been saved my whole life. I've been out there, as they say. So I know what it's like to just be out there and not be thinking about God and be doing, doing your thing. I was out there doing it. I, it was one point in my life where I had, I didn't, you know, I, I did not have peace in my life. And to go to sleep at night, and some people still do this now, but I could not sleep at night. And so I had to like record, you know, record the rain. You know, I had this little recorder and anytime it rained, I would record the rain and then to go to sleep at night, I would play the rain just, just to be able to sleep because I did not have any peace in my life. And then I, and then, you know, my mom, you know, she was praying for me the whole time. And finally, you know, she, you know, she just kept reaching out to me and kept reaching out to me. And then, you know, finally the Lord just kind of pricked my heart and said, you need to listen to your mom. You need to listen to what she's saying to you. She's, she's, you know, she's, she's reaching out to me. And so finally, when the Lord finally brought me to that place of conviction, the Holy Spirit convicted me. I said, I said, okay, I'm ready to come, you know, come back to the house of the Lord and come back to the Lord and all that type of stuff. And as, and now, so I'm just trying to tell some of you out there who, you know, you don't have God in your life. You're trying to live life without him and, and you don't have any peace and God says, I want to be with you. I want to walk with you every day. You're the apple of my eye. You're the one that I love. I'm thinking about you. My thoughts are towards you. Th thoughts of, you know, you know, thoughts of peace and thoughts to give you an expected end. God wants to give you an expected end. But God is not forceful. He's not going to force his way into your life. God says, I, st I stand at the door and knock. So he's saying to you, if you just open up and let me in, I can transform your life and you'll never be the same. And I can tell you this, that when I was out there and God was knocking on the door of my heart, I opened up the door and I can tell you that my life has never been the same since then. And I'm glad that I opened that door. But it's your choice to open the door and let God in. And so I want you to just, as we pray today, I want you to just receive the spirit of God into your life and allow God to come in and transform your life and give you new thinking to fix your thoughts and change your thoughts. Take away all those bad thoughts, wipe that stuff away, and begin to do a new thing in you as you begin to walk with him. So Heavenly Father, we thank you, Father God, for those that are watching, Father God, this morning by live stream. I pray for them right now in the name of Jesus that they would receive you into their hearts this morning. That as they have received the word this morning and opened up their thinking, Father God, that you will begin to transform them, that you will give them a new way to think, that you would let all of those old evil thoughts be wiped away from them, and that you would do a new thing in them in the name of Jesus. We know, Father God, that Jesus is the difference. And when we receive Jesus into our hearts, our lives will never be the same. We have many here, even in the house, that can testify that Jesus has made all the difference in their lives. So, Lord, we thank you for those that are watching, those that are here, that as they, as they receive you this morning, Father God, 
that you would just do a new thing in them in the name of Jesus God let them open up their hearts father God on their own by their own choice and not because somebody's uh, because of emotion not because I said that they should do it but because they want to do it and they want a change so we thank you for them today and we pray father God that you will continue to have your way in their lives in the name of Jesus we pray amen well, we pray that you were blessed and encouraged by today's message. Don't forget, you can connect with us at our website at kingdomrock.org. It's there that you can hear today's message as well as the entire series. So check it out today. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. We'll see you on the next time.